You are locked in to Locked On Badgers on a Thursday night, and we have a ton of news to get to from the university, from recruiting. Of course, the biggest news of the day, the biggest news of the week, the biggest news Wisconsin will have for a long time is that Chris McIntosh is the new athletic director at the University of Wisconsin, and we'll open the episode with all that information, some quotes from that press conference, and our take on it all in just a sec. But first... This is Locked On Badgers. I'm Asher Lowe. That's Ben Kenny. We are the team at BadgersWire.com. I'm a former play-by-play broadcaster for Badger Sports. Ben is a radio producer over at The Zone in Madison, CBS's radio affiliate in the great city of Madison, Wisconsin. And we are your team at Locked On Badgers, bringing you the insider former student perspective filled with stats, special guests, and all things Badger Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Badgers. Follow us individually on Twitter at Big Game Boot. I mean, at A-L-O-W underscore 33. <laughs> And at Ben Z. Kenny. <laughs> You're <laughs> kidding. You like that? You like that start? Yeah. And if you like that joke, make sure you <laughs> drop a review on Apple, Spotify. Uh, Apple's the review area. Spotify hit that follow button. But if you're on Apple, make sure you scroll down, give us a review, drop a comment, drop a five-star rating. That would all be very much appreciated. Ben, Chris McIntosh is the new AD. But I think you have bigger news in your life relating to our guy, Big Game Boomer. Yeah, shout out Big Game Boomer. He followed me back on Twitter today. I think that's the first time you've ever gotten his handle right on this show. That's true. And it was my joke, so it worked perfectly. <laughs> Hell Let's yeah. get into Chris McIntosh, Ben. So yesterday, Wisconsin hosted a press conference to announce the deputy athletic director and a decorated Wisconsin student athlete, a guy that captained two of the most celebrated teams in Wisconsin Badger history, has been named as the next athletic director by the university. Chris McIntosh takes over for Barry Alvarez, who is riding off into the sunset after a miraculous career at the University of Wisconsin, built a lot of what this place is athletically and leaves a fantastic legacy. You always hear, leave a place better than you found it. Barry Alvarez did that and then some times a million. I mean, he transformed the place that he found. There's a reason he has a statue before he retires. That doesn't happen very often, by the way. I wonder how often that happens where someone is still actively in the role and then gets a statue, Ben. Yeah, I mean, absolute legend. And I, I mean, Chris uh, Chris McIntosh is going to have massive shoes to fill. Literally every day when he walks into the office, he's going to be walking past the statues of the two ADs that preceded him, which is funny. But if I, if you're starting with the intangibles, 6'6", 308 pounds, you're really starting with the intent. Oh, yeah. No, no Mel Kuyper bit. But I mean, my only my biggest take about this whole thing is that when when Barry Alvarez was finishing his coaching career, he he kind of got I, I don't want to say he got Brett Bielema ready for the job, but he made sure that there was a secession plan when he stepped up and, and stepped away from the football field. It kind of seems like the same scenario where McIntosh has been working in the athletic department for a while, I believe seven, six, seven years and, and you know, especially for the last year and a half, I would say, when Barry has known he's going to retire, you know that he's been working hard to get McIntosh ready. So I love this move. I, I would rather this move than them hiring from outside, someone who doesn't understand the school, someone who doesn't understand the state, someone who doesn't understand pretty much what like this place is all about. So I love the move. It doesn't come as a surprise. And I like even Barry's still there. For these couple months, I think will pay dividends into his uh, McIntosh's AD career. McIntosh joined the department in 2014. He served as the associate athletic director since then. And it was also said in the press conference yesterday, actually the press release sent out, this was said, 
that he's basically been overseeing day-to-day operations for this department since 2017. So this has been a couple of years here of Barry getting him ready, as you said, of him being the guy, McIntosh being the guy to oversee the department and get ready to officially fill the role of athletic director. And of course, it's pretty fun to have a guy that won the 99 and 2000 Rose Bowl as a team captain back in Wisconsin and leading the athletic department. It's always fun, I think, to have a former athlete and not only athlete, fantastic athlete at that, uh, former Badger athlete leading the way and leading the department. I think it's it's a cool transition to see that both of these Wisconsin ADs with Barry and McIntosh have gone from the field uh, in different roles, but from the field to the athletic director position. I think that's a very Wisconsin thing. I, I, I see this as being a very Wisconsin hire. Hiring in-house, very Wisconsin way to do things. And a lot of places do it like that. But Wisconsin, I feel like, always tries to hire within the family before going outside of the family. There's the once a badger, always a badger. If you're an alum, I feel like they want to bring you back. If you're a former player, they want to bring you back. That's sort of been the vibe around Wisconsin athletics for a long time. And this McIntosh hire just continues that once a badger, always a badger type of thing. Yeah, that's it's the same as Pat Richter before Alvarez. I just can't get past the whole scenario of every single day when McIntosh walks into work, he's walking by statues of Richter and statues of Alvarez. There is a statue while he's still doing the job. Right. Well, that's my thing. It's a head coach statue, I guess. But so I guess not exactly the right, the same job, but yeah, but that's my Jim Leonard thing. That's my, that's why I think that they should retire Leonard's Jersey while he's still here. Okay. But a Jersey retirement and a statue, those are different levels. Yeah, you're right. Those are different levels. Like, Barry walks into his office and sees himself out yeah, there. Sweet. It's like, come on. That's that must nuts. be sick. That yeah, it's a thing that happens when somebody passes away or at least when somebody retires and has been retired for a long time. So it's pretty insane to, to walk into your job and, oh, there's my statue right there. Chilling out. Uh, the beautiful Barry Alvarez statue in front of the Camp Randall Gates. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I would love to get to that point. I won't. But I like I I feel like that's like that's the last level. That's like if you're playing a video game, that's the last level of of stardom having like when you walk into work. I feel like that's like I don't know if Jerry Jones has it. I feel like he does. But I feel like that's the that's like the peak level of of star fame. When every that's day you walk into the age work. of my career in NBA 2K. Yeah. You your statue. Is this yeah. Or you're on like the last. Yeah. You got to like the final boss in Pokemon. Speaking of video games, can't wait for college football, uh, the video game to come back. But that's a different that's a different story, different topic. You, you just reminded me of that, though. That is you know back. who we're going to play with. A, I hope there's a sick my career mode in that game. And I hope Wisconsin is one of the options for me as a my career player to go to school at and ball at. Yeah, I'm going to join the Wisconsin football program. I'm going to come in as a tight end, play special teams for two years, red shirt for one of them, and then like fight my way onto the field and then become like an all pro left guard. Yeah, it's, it's the most Wisconsin <laughs> path I've ever heard of my entire life. Today's episode Literally is everybody. brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-run wholesale auto parts business that has every single car part you could ever need, want, or imagine. You go on to rockauto.com, you go to the left side of the website, and they have a catalog of every make and model ever in the history of the world. You look at the part you need, you find it, and you get it at a cheap, cheap price compared to the dealer. You go to the checkout box and make sure in there, how did you hear about us section? There, how did you hear about us box at checkout? You put that locked on sent you, right? Locked on in that, how did you hear about us box? And get your part that you've been missing at rockauto.com. Do it yourself, do it cheaper, 
at rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag, your online trusted sportsbook experts and the place that we trust at Locked On. Ben, I have a question about betonline.ag. Do they have they have lines for the AmFam tournament next week in Wisconsin? They will. Do you want me to do a little research right now? Do it. Have that ready for an episode later in the week because both Ben and I are going to be going to AmFam and we want to bet on that at betonline.ag. So that that is some that is my next betonline.ag project. Ben and I will be media members that uh, are very neutral and unbiased, but you never know. We might have a wager or two riding thanks to betonline.ag at AmFam. I am teaching Asher the game of golf and the beauty of watching people who are remarkable at the sport play it. That is my There's goal. Nothing next like week. It. And my goal is also to make a little money with it next week at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Your first deposit, when you put it in, you can put that code locked on in. The code is locked on, and you will get 50% added to that initial deposit at betonline.ag. The code is locked on for 50% added to your initial deposit at betonline.ag. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Huge transfer news. Massive transfer news. Kind of overshadowed for a second by the fact that Chris McIntosh was announced as Wisconsin's next AD. But the Badgers have landed Ches Malusi from Clemson. It's official. He was on campus a couple days ago on June 1st for a visit. And that day, he officially announced that he is becoming a Wisconsin Badger the Clemson running back is heading to Wisconsin with three years of eligibility. We'll get into all his numbers and some tape. But Ben, what were your initial reactions? It was one of I, I wasn't very surprised because we had heard talk for a while about the Badgers being one of the favorites to land him. And we knew that we wouldn't hear any news until he visited June 1st. So it was that date that was going to mark either he commits or he doesn't. I wasn't very surprised, but I am excited. First of all, I, I already saw this on Twitter, but you're going to have the Jalen Burger burger emojis and then a little cheese for Chez. So it's a little cheese. Uh, a little cheese go. burger. There you okay. go. Uh, I like it. No, but I love it because we've talked about how we don't we don't really know if Jalen Burger can be your Jonathan Taylor workload type of back. I'm like he could be able to. We just don't know because we haven't seen it. And and it, it would have been tough to go into the season expecting that from Berger, especially with the lack of depth behind him. There are a lot of people coming into the program at running back in theory this year. But aside from Berger, it's Brady Shipper and a bunch of young dudes. So getting him, first of all, as a depth option, massive. But second, I mean, he has more career carries than than Berger. He has he has more career rushing yards. And when he did see the field at Clemson, albeit it was with, you know, a lot of NFL players on the field, he was a beast. I already talked about on the podcast, he's 5'11", 200 pounds. He's fast, but he can run bigger than his size. And you put them, Berger and Malusi, as a one-two punch in the backfield. I had questions before this news about the backfield going into the year as a whole. I don't have any more questions. It is now elite. 
I will say, don't totally forget about Julius Davis in there, who I guess you'd qualify as a young guy too. But yeah, yeah, him and Garendo, him and Garendo, I still qualify as. as Don't forget about Garendo because after Berger, none of them have really seen the field. Yeah, Davis and Garendo, I think could see the field for sure this year. But I I guess it's fair to qualify both as young guys. Some they're just the unknowns. They're just the unknowns about they. They've never actually really played. So going in with them having big roles, like you have no idea what's going to happen. Totally fair. Totally fair. Some quick notes on Malusi. Just some quick numbers to give you. He was the Clemson backup through his first two collegiate seasons. And of course, when you're the Clemson backup, that usually means something different than being a backup. But most places, they are always stacked at all positions on the field. It's sort of like being a Bama backup or an Ohio State backup. Like you can play. You have a ton of talent. He was a four-star recruit in 2019. Uh, He's a four-star guy, totaled 427 rushing yards, racked up seven total touchdowns during those two years at Clemson and had a huge highlight against Syracuse in 2019. His first collegiate TD, Ben, came on a 57-yard touchdown burst, broke a tackle, exploded into the secondary, showed off that speed, but also showed the ability to break that tackle in the backfield and and really open up that run. It wasn't just a a clear hole 57-yard run where he burst open and got away quickly. It was breaking a tackle or two and then uh, exploding out. And Syracuse, yeah, not the greatest defensive football team in the world, I guess, historically, but uh, an amazing run for his first touchdown as a collegiate athlete. And he brings a lot of speed, a good compliment to Jalen Berger, as you were talking about. He can catch the future. And that's the thing about his catching. Let's talk about his receiving in a sec, because it was an interesting note to read about when I was reading about who he has been, who he was and who he is going to become and who he has, or what he has to get better at, I should say, because that was something that was listed. I'll tell you about that in just a sec. First, a quick note from built bar built bar is the best protein bar in the game, Ben, with a ton of different flavors. Make sure you get the variety box because there are too many Bilt Bar flavors, Ben, to just pick one or two. It doesn't work that way. You want coconut almond. You want cherry. You want raspberry. You want mint brownie for sure. I can tell you that. You want double chocolate, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie. It's too hard to pick a flavor. That's why I get the mixed box. You get two of each of those flavors I just listed. And the best part about them is that while they may sound like candy bars and taste like it, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs in most of these built bars. Make sure you go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order at builtbar.com. Promo code is LOCKED15. Built bars at the AmFam? Built bars at AmFam? Absolutely. That's a perfect yeah. snack. I'm bringing a couple of built bars for us. I'll even bring some of that Built Bar Plus immune packets for our, our, our immune health. Get our vitamins in at AmFam. It's going to be a hot day, I'm sure. Today was, today was really hot for Madison standards. A nice like 85, 90. I was playing basketball outside today. Lasted a couple of games and I was huffing and buffing. It was really, really, really hot out today. So Built Bar, some Built Immune Plus. Get all the goods in. Uh, I'll, I'll see you at AmFam with a couple. I'll, I'll, I'll be strapped in mint brownie built bars when I pull up to AmFam. I'll be I'll be absolutely strapped in mint brownie built bars when I pull up to the AmFam tournament, and hopefully some tickets as well, some winning tickets from BetOnline.ag, virtual tickets. Uh, that is, Tresmalusi as a pass threat. So interesting you mention it because it was the biggest thing I saw people say he had to work on over the last two years. It was the number one thing I saw people say he had to work on. But there is this. He didn't catch a pass in 2019. Okay. 
And part of that is not just he has to work on it. Part of it is he didn't see the field a ton, of course. But he did see the field a bit, okay, and didn't catch a single pass in 2019. In 2020, though, that changed a little bit. That changed a little bit. So, like I said, as a receiver uh, in 2020, a couple catches against Notre Dame, had 31 yards in that game receiving, had a receiving touchdown against Pitt in 2020. So five receptions, 38 yards, and a touchdown was the total. But, hey, in that Notre Dame game, he had 31 receiving yards. So that's something right there, a Wisconsin opponent for next year, and that was his best receiving game as uh, a collegiate player. He did actually, though, get more touches, rushing touches, as a freshman than as a sophomore, but didn't catch a pass still as a freshman. So it's not like he saw the field way more as a sophomore. If anything, he saw the field less as a sophomore, but still caught a couple of balls, got into the rhythm that way. So interesting, interesting kind of pattern there. Looks like he is improving as one if we just go by the fact that, yeah, zero to five is a nice little jump. Yeah, all you all you have to look at here is I whenever he touches the ball, he produces, whether it's catching it, whether it's rushing it, 6.1 average yards per touch. And this is a guy that that appears to be trending upward, even in an offense that didn't feature him. Like uh, 6.3 yards per carry his first year, 5.6 the second, but that's still really productive. In the second year, you're also talking about expanding his game a bit, 7.6 yards per catch. So if, if you're looking at the trend and if any program knows how to use running backs and utilize their skill sets, it's Wisconsin. I do have a take about this situation, which I think you're going to disagree with. Ches Malusi has three years of eligibility left with 2020 not counting. Jalen Berger has four. With Braylon Allen coming into the program in the next couple months, I don't now, I don't understand him being at running back as much because he talked about he, uh, after one of his high school games, he talked about wanting to see the field and make an impact. And on it, like coming into the program, the best way to utilize him is wherever he could see the field and make an impact. But if these two guys at running back are around for the next three years, uh, Braylon Allen at running back doesn't make as much sense. When it was only Berger, it, it made a lot of sense because he could have been that number two or number one, maybe not this year, but the year after. But with Malusi here, and a bunch of years left, I don't understand the move that much. I always thought it was more of a test than anything, the Allen at running back move when it happened. Which it still could be. I think it still could be. So I'll say that about what you just said, that it could be a one to two year test before they'd also have that real need at safety or linebacker, right? Because this, this coming year, they don't have a need at either position. I wouldn't say they have a need. Well, 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 I don't think Allen. I, I, I assume, I assume that Um is about safety, but I don't think they have a need at safety. No, I don't think they have a need. I also don't. I mean, Allen wouldn't come in and start tomorrow at safety. No, no. Uh, and listen, I think you might be just, and, and it's kind of hard. It's a bit of a hot take, hot take here, I guess. You might be underestimating Brandon Allen as a running back a little bit because I wouldn't be surprised, Ben, to see the guy getting touches pretty quickly. Just well, then what it. happens? Well, then what happens to the other two guys if he is getting touches well, quickly? Listen, listen, Jonathan Taylor. Let's talk, and I'm and what happens to the other fifteen? I'm not saying that was Bradrick Shaw. I'm not saying Brandon Allen is Jonathan Taylor. I'm just saying it was that, Bradrick Shaw. But did Bradrick Shaw still get touches? Did 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 uh, did sorry? Did Taiwan Deal still get touches even after Jonathan Taylor took over? That year. But Berger and Malusi as a pair, 
is so much better than no, what I'm not Taylor saying, was. I'm not saying I'm not saying Burgers can become the Jonathan Taylor. Or sorry, I'm not saying that Allen becomes the Jonathan Taylor. I'm just saying that when there's no like Jonathan Taylor on the team, and Taylor started at three that year and went to one. That's not what I'm saying. Burgers gonna do or sorry, Allen's gonna do. I'm saying that when there's no Jonathan Taylor in year three, right on the team, where that guy is going to take. 90 plus percent of the carries on the team. He's the dude. It's like beyond clear. And Berger is the one, but he's not Jonathan Taylor in year three. Okay. No, he's not. But so what I'm saying is there's more, there's a little more to be mixed in there. And the Badgers mixed in three guys that year with relative consistency. Uh, for the first half of the year. Yeah. Yeah. For more of the first half of the year before a guy had clearly become what Jonathan Taylor became. And I don't expect I think Jalen Burgers gonna have a great year. I don't think anybody expects any any running back in the country to become Jonathan Taylor. Like that that is that is a one in a million. I just see this as a different situation because the combination of Malusi and Berger is so much better than the combination that Jonathan Taylor was coming into. So True. even if Allen is all but, that at running back, but there's like, no Jonathan Taylor in the group. Like even even the Jonathan Taylor that emerged, no. that guy is still better than anybody in this group. Correct. So there's that too. Correct. But let's say you look down and on it, and this could be a scenario that happens that Allen plays this year at running back, goes to the defensive side of the football in, in the coming years, who knows, but let's say you look three years in the future and let's say Berger and Malusi are still there. Once you punch in the backfield, maybe one of them gets more carries or different situations, whatever. And then you have Allen starting at inside linebacker. Like that is a that is a scenario that you would like more than seeing him battle with these two guys to get carries like like the backfield and literally I don't know how many hours, but it went from question mark because it's burger and then you don't really know to now with those two guys that, you know, are going to be great. Like now it's kind of loaded. And it's loaded for and it's loaded for the years to come. So and the thing that puzzles me about this is that the program definitely knew they were pretty much a lock to land Malusi. So I don't get, because I've seen like Braylon Allen. They knew that way before. That, that's, that's another interesting thing you mentioned. It's that this isn't going to change anything with Braylon because they already knew that. Like you got you to exactly. assume they already knew they were going to get Chess Malusi. That, that's a good point. Exactly. Yeah. And this news just came out. So either Braylon Allen is going to come in and he's going to be the next Ron Dane and just push those two guys to the side. Or like, I, I don't understand the thinking if they knew they were getting Malusi. They knew that this was going to be their tandem and they still have guys, guys behind the top two that will be able to produce and are growing. I don't really get the thinking if you're putting him at running back, unless you're going to try it for a year and then see what's good. There are so many other guys too. Like, we didn't met, like, well, loyal, like, and, and Jackson, by the way, is a really, as I think I said, actually on Twitter, when I saw him live, which I saw him live twice this year, he is a really good candidate to switch positions. Like he is yeah. huge. What's going to have to happen with some of them? He's a really good candidate for that. Like I think he could yeah. thrive in a position switch uh, to defense. I mean, I'm trying to think where else on on offense he could. I mean, I tight end is like it's a bit of a stretch. I I I I'd say his most likely switch would be like as a a speed linebacker. Like I can totally mm-hmm. see it. He's huge. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. As always, on Wisconsin, this was a fun little back and forth. Chris McIntosh is the new AD. Ches Malusi is a Badger. That's the biggest takeaway. Those are the biggest takeaways, plural, from today's episode. As always, on Wisconsin.
Shout out Big Game Boomer.